morning on this Wednesday. I'm Angela Miles on the floor of the Chicago Board Options Exchange. Coming up on our show today, travel trouble, a hard landing for tourism stocks as the government issues a worldwide travel alert for Americans. Shopping forecast, weather worries with the biggest shopping weekend of the year just ahead. Buying time, why American companies are bracing for bad behavior at the office next week, and in marriage and money surviving Christmas without a money fight. And on this Thanksgiving Eve, a reminder that the market will be closed tomorrow and open just a half day on Friday, which leads to a jam-packed economic calendar for today, including the Mortgage Bankers Index, initial jobless claims, natural gas inventories, personal income, personal spending, durable goods orders, consumer sentiment, and new home sales. On the earnings calendar, it's Deer and Company. In market action, yesterday's stocks rallied despite global tensions. In our trader rundown on this Wednesday, Todd Horwitz of BubbaTrading.com joins me now. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Angie. You know, I tell you, there's a lot of economic data, but we always have a lot of economic data, right? There's always stories out there. There's always things going on. But in the bottom line, really what we're still trading is whether or not the Federal Reserve is going to raise the rates. Now, if we take a look back at yesterday, we had, in the middle of the night, 3 o'clock in the morning, we had the bombing of the oh, Turkish... There's global Turkey, unrest happening. Everywhere. Here. Turkey took out a Russian plane. Markets turned around that were up overnight. And then we saw yesterday morning some very heavy selling pressure. Markets rallied back a little bit. And then all of a sudden they went down and they went down and made a new low on the day. But then all of a sudden they decided that they wanted to rally back. So really, what are we really trading? We're really trading whether or not the Fed is going to raise rates because globally, the only place to put your money right now is the United States of America because that's the only place you can generate yield on your cash based on what's going on with bonds and currencies everywhere else. So at the end of the day, you have to look here and that's what we're going to see. I mean, it's more about what's going to happen with interest rates and where we go because where we are compared to the rest of the world, we're still the best game in town. Based on the commentary we've been hearing from the Fed president, it sounds like we will be seeing that rate hike happen in December. So does that turn the stock market into a Teflon place to put money then? I think, I don't think they're gonna raise, first of all, let's get that on the record. But okay. if they raise, I don't think it'll have any effect now. I think what you've seen now is the Fed funds rate is priced in already. The U.S. dollar is priced in. This is what everybody's trying to talk about. The U.S. dollar, basically, if they hadn't priced in already, would gain a lot more strength, which would create more of that commodity collapse. Mm -hmm. However, I think they've already priced us in. So I think priced in the market is a rate increase. If it doesn't come in, I think the stock market will probably even continue to rally harder because they've already accepted the fact that there's going to be a raise and we've had nothing but buying. Bond market will probably go lower and the dollar probably will get correct. What are you doing with your money on this holiday week? I'm buying turkey. I'm not. I'm. I'm really on the observation. I'd like to be short, but it's very tough to be short into a market that, first of all, is going up every day, and second of all, into a holiday week on light volume. You stick with that turkey. That's it, baby. Topping our news today, the newly split Hewlett-Packard posted disappointing fourth quarter earnings. Revenue fell 9% compared to last year. The tech giant split into two companies earlier this month to try and trim costs and become more competitive. HP, the arm that sells personal computers and printers, had a 5% drop in the stock after the close. And Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, which sells commercial computer systems, had an uptick of nearly 3%. 
the nation's economy grew faster in the third quarter than originally thought. GDP numbers were revised up to a growth rate of 2.1% from the originally reported 1.5%. The more robust growth rate is given to a bigger buildup in inventories. The Commerce Department also reported a 3.2% decline in corporate profits. Consumer spending could soon give a boost to the economy, starting with Black Friday. Here's the AccuWeather forecast on how weather could become a factor. Hi, meteorologist Mark Van So, Well, the big travel day is Wednesday, and it couldn't be much better in the east. We are lucky this year from New England all the way down to the Gulf Coast. But in the west, not so lucky. The weather miserable. Arctic air is surging south and a storm system moving east. That means problems, especially in the mountains, with snow and wind. Now, that storm pulls out into the plains on Thanksgiving Day. Here, the weather will be a real turkey with rain and then ice and some snow. So some uh, tough travel for you last-minute travelers from uh, Denver over towards Chicago across the east. So it is going to be a mild Thanksgiving Day. Great for the parades and for Black Friday shoppers. Weather looks good in the Northeast. Thank you for that update. A record number of people are expected to hit the road this Thanksgiving as gas prices drop to the lowest level since 2004. Prices at the pump in some areas will be just below two dollars. We're heading over to CME Group now for more. Well, the markets continue to be quite subdued. Seems like our, our numbers that have been coming out over the past few days have basically been muted, no better or worse than feared. Uh, we're, we're on the horizon of a rate hike that we haven't seen in nine years, and it's going to be very interesting to see, given the fact that we have an excessive balance sheet, $2.6 trillion in excess reserves. That said, people also think that December the 3rd, we're going to see the ECB uh, cut the rates, causing an in, a big interest rate differential. And part of the reason why we've seen the euro go down as much as it has, almost 4% this past month, matching what it did in the first quarter of 2015. The question is, what do we, where do we go from here? It's a real hard one to answer because we don't have much productivity in the, in the uh, economy. The economy is operating on less than three legs. I mean, we have the service industry doing very well. The consumer is saving the day, construction spending, et cetera. But how much longer can this persist? I would suggest it could persist much longer than most of us uh, give credit for. And that's why I still think if you haven't allocated properly or appropriately to consumer discretionary in 2016, that you should right now and just continue to look at that. Because I do think that trend is going to carry us much longer than most give credit for. I'm Larry Shover, CIO of SFG Alternatives, reporting to you from the CME Group in Chicago. Thank you very much. Earnings are in for Tiffany, which appears to be losing its shine on Wall Street. Here are the details. The bad news at Tiffany & Company continued in its latest quarterly report. They missed their third quarter targets. They also got their earnings per share forecast for 2015. A company statement says the strong dollar and increased selling general and administrative expenses hurt their bottom line. The currency exchange rate also cut the value of sales generated in its overseas stores. Citing global issues in the strong dollar, Tiffany's has cut its fiscal 2015 earnings to 5 to 10 percent of the $4.20 a share they posted last year. The $250 million in cost cuts announced earlier this year helped Campbell Soup Company beat its Q3 forecast. It also led the company to raise its full year earnings target. 
The company reported 95 cents a share, well ahead of the 76 cents expected by analysts. Campbell says it expects its 2016 adjusted profit to grow between 4 and 7 percent to $2.75 to $2.83 a share, up from an earlier growth target of 3 to 5 percent. Cracker Barrel had $40.9 million, or $1.70 a share in profit for the quarter that ended October 30th. That beat the company's own forecast of $1.50 to $1.60 a share. Cracker Barrel's first quarter numbers on revenue, $702.6 million. That's up close to 3%, but under the $705 million analysts expected. Its same-store sales were up 2.5%, while same-store retail sales were up 2.4%, despite a drop of almost three-quarters of 1% in traffic. Most of Cracker Barrel's stores have a restaurant plus a country store. Thank you for that. Gemma Allen is here with a marriage and money tip on how to avoid holiday money squabbles. Hello everyone, I'm Gemma Allen. One of the big decisions a couple makes is not just where they spend the holidays, but how much they actually spend in dollars and in cents. Money spent on decorations, holiday entertainment, dining out and trips can add up so fast and nothing adds more stress to a relationship than debt. The new year can be bleak indeed if it rings itself in with creditor calls. The key is to set a budget between yourselves based on what you can afford and then to involve your extended families in your secret plan. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You want to stay within the budget. Some families do a secret Santa with a cap on giving. Others draw names. Some spend money only on the children and on holiday feasting or trips. Others decide to make a group donation to a charity or serve in a soup kitchen together. Remember, every family is different. Gifts are just one part of your holiday equation. Traditions and goodwill are truly priceless. Warm memories matter as much as any gift. I'm Gemma Allen. For more of our Marriage Money Gems, see us at Business First AM on Facebook. Coming up, travel terror. Why traders are flying in and out of airline and travel site stocks. Plus, cyber stalking. Why the boss may be looking over your shoulder next week. And in stocking up, why pigs? actually do fly. Business First AM continues right after this. I'm former Major League pitcher Tommy John. You may know me from my time on the mound or the elbow surgery that bears my name. But with Lou Gehrig's disease, there is no comeback because there is no treatment. It robs you of the ability to walk, talk, or even blink an eye. You're trapped. Then it takes your life. I became an ALS advocate when my friend and teammate, Catfish Hunter, lost his battle with Lou Gehrig's disease. And today, I continue to speak out because ALS does not discriminate. And it's twice as likely to strike military veterans like me. That's why I need you to spread the word in your community about the National ALS Registry, a vital research program to find the cause, treatment, and cure. If you know someone with Lou Gehrig's disease, tell them this is how they can fight back. Visit ALSA.org to learn more. Together, we can strike out Lou Gehrig's disease. HIV and AIDS affects us all. My dad talks to me about HIV because he cares. It may not be easy to talk about HIV, but we must talk openly about it. Anyone can get HIV. It doesn't matter your age, gender, or sexual orientation. 
Talk about HIV with your friends and family. We can stop HIV one conversation at a time. Get the facts and tips on how to start your conversation at cdc.gov slash one conversation. I'm a criminal defense attorney and a client of mine called me um, Good Friday of 2010. He had seen me in a, a bar and he noticed the mole in my arm and I kept letting the message go to voicemail. After three or four messages, I listened to them and he told me that I really want you to get that mole checked out on your right wrist. I think you have melanoma. I was blown away. I mean, I was completely shocked. The melanoma is spread to my lymph nodes, it's in my lungs and liver. If you must be out in the sun, wear protective clothing and sunscreen at least 50. Do not lay out to be thinner, hotter, sexier, or get some guy. There should be nobody dying from this disease. Well, travel sites are taking a hard hit on what's been going on with global tensions. And of course, we had that big jet being shot down by Syria yesterday, the Russian jet. Joining me now is James O'Malley of Option Hacker to take a look at how it's affecting some of these travel sites. Let's start with Priceline. So Priceline actually gapped lower on their most recent earnings. So the stock has been under pressure for a while. None of these global tensions are obviously encouraging people to travel, not helping the sentiment around these stocks either. So what we've seen happen is after Priceline sold off more than $140 on earnings, it's given up another $100 per share since then, trading around 12.25 right now. Now what's really interesting is that the next level of support to the downside is around 11.80 and Priceline did some pretty serious technical damage yesterday, looking like it could be gunning for that support level. Below that, there really is nothing but air. So right now, I cannot justify any long positions in Priceline. The momentum is too strong to the downside. We also know that statistically, when a stock gaps lower on earnings, it's probably going to continue to sell off through the next earnings, add in all of the global tension not a really good picture for Priceline and right I would, here. I would think with the travel warning that came out, people immediately who would use Priceline would be the first to say, I'm going to hold off here. Right, absolutely. And you definitely saw that sentiment coming through yesterday as the stock sold off in the session. Let's talk about Expedia. It's another one. Right. Very interesting setup here. And this one is more so about, I think, tensions globally than it is the company's actual earnings because they had really strong report this last quarter. The stock gapped higher, better than 7%, but since then has given back all of those gains and then some. So it does appear that these tensions, these headlines, and the risks associated with those headlines really are keeping traders out of this stock. It is selling off here. It doesn't look quite as weak as Priceline. It is sitting right on support. But similarly to Priceline, we also see that we're testing support here that could be broken to the downside. And I think that with the risk of more headlines coming out of Europe, with the risk of global tensions escalating, the risk reward of being long that stock just isn't there. The same thing with Priceline. Let's end on something more uplifting. I know sometimes the airlines get hit hard, but they tend to bounce back. Right, absolutely. And we actually saw in yesterday's session some pretty interesting order flow in AAL. So traders are definitely coming in already, at least in the equity options market, and looking for opportunity in those names. Not quite seeing that in the travel-related stocks, though. So American Airlines coming back already. Good to have you here, James. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up next, cyber slowdown. Why business at the office will be slowing way down next week. Plus, find out why some people are gorging on stocks. We'll be right back. 
a smile. It's simple, really. Yet, it can do amazing things. It can show how we feel. It can brighten someone's day. It can even change the course of our lives. But what would life be like if you weren't able to smile? For more than one million children, this is their daily struggle. It doesn't have to be this way. Since 1999, Smile Train has been helping children experience the simple joy of a smile that so many of us take for granted. To learn how you can help Smile Train change the world one smile at a time, call or go to smiletrain.org/learn. baby's first steps aren't just a milestone, they're a miracle. A miracle made possible by volunteers like you, who walk and raise money in March for Babies. The money you raise funds research and local programs that help babies overcome the challenges of premature birth and birth defects. Together, our steps make stronger, healthier babies a reality for thousands of families. Sign up today to take the steps that help make milestones and even miracles possible. Who will you march for? Welcome back. Google is applying its famous algorithm data to Black Friday to help people avoid crowds. The search giant is offering three tips. Number one, shop in the morning. Number two, avoid electronics and cell phone stores. Crowds are twice as big at electronic stores on Black Friday than a typical weekend. And number three, if you're hunting for a specific item, check to make sure it's in stock. Most stores allow users to check availability on the store's website. With well, the massive crowds and cranky shoppers, maybe some of the reasons why more people are waiting until Cyber Monday to do their gift buying. Here's that report. Black Friday versus Cyber Monday. Do the labels on those days still mean as much as they used to to consumers? 
Well, some retailers started offering Black Friday deals online as early as September. Walmart in particular has had Black Friday deals online for most of this month. And as for Cyber Monday, they'll put their Cyber Monday prices online on Sunday. Both days are huge for retailers. This is the time of year when they generate most of their annual sales starting Thanksgiving evening and running right through Christmas. Andy Challenger at Challenger Gray and Christmas joins me now to talk about shopping and the workplace. This is a big issue. As you know, we have Cyber Monday coming up. Mm -hmm. So should people who own companies just prepare that workers are going to be on computers and they're going to be buying a lot of items? Yeah, so you know, traditionally Black Friday was on a day when people had the day off anyways, and so employers didn't lose that much in productivity. But so much of the holiday shopping in this you know beginning of the season is moved to Cyber Monday because the sales are moving online and that means more people are going to be spending their workplace hours buying products uh, instead of doing their work. What can managers do about this if anything at all? You know there's not a ton to do uh, because you know employees are going to be hit with barrages of emails and advertisements for Black Friday sales all day long uh, Monday as well uh, and uh, the one thing you can do as employers you plan a lot of meetings that day have a lot of group meetings where you get together and everybody's in the same space they're not at their own terminals. Not a lot of this going on. Things, exactly. <laughs> oh, you can keep an eye on them. Yep. What about retail jobs overall? Is it too late to try to get one of those retail jobs? So one of the things that we've noticed this season is that uh, because holiday promotions start so much earlier than they have in years past, uh, a lot of the hirings already happened. Uh, we saw in October a record number of hires, 215,000 jobs added to the retail sector, which is the highest number we've ever recorded since we started tracking that stat in 1939. Well, a lot of that has to do with Amazon, which yes. brings us back to Cyber Monday. So this is a company that will be getting a lot of action. So a lot of warehouse jobs, do you think they still need to fill some of those jobs? Yes, yeah, so some of those jobs still need to be filled and uh, especially on the logistics and shipping side uh, where uh, the, the companies that actually deliver these products UPS FedEx need to bulk up uh, their employee uh, uh, registers so that they can have enough people to actually deliver those products All right. so if you're an employee and you're tempted to shop at work what should be the protocol? What should you really do? Yeah, you know, there's plenty of these sales that are going to be available before working hours and after working hours. But you can also use your lunch break. Uh, and, and if you need a coffee break here and there, you can go outside and, and buy some things on your phone. Good to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Still to come, why one trader says to beware the bulls, bears, and pigs in the stock market. That's coming up on Stocking Up. Hello, I'm Ann Geddes. Every two seconds, somewhere in the world, a baby is born too soon. Did you know that premature birth is the leading cause of newborn deaths, not just in the US, but around the world? With each week these precious babies stay and thrive in the womb, the risk of disabilities is significantly reduced. It's not too late to make a difference. Premature birth can be prevented, and new lives can be saved. The March of Dimes has created a network of prematurity research centres developing new treatments that will assist in making a difference. The March of Dimes continues to work with parents, the medical community and governments to bring improved prenatal care to mothers and their babies. Give every newborn the chance to be born healthy. Join with me and the March of Dimes. Take the first step. Visit marchofdimes.org. 
you only know in a fire to get out, to escape. And now, okay, you're outside and you're safe. What do you do now? And that's where the Red Cross came in. We ran out of the house just wearing our pajamas. At that point, just to even have a toothbrush that I could call my own was so important. You know, it just makes you feel like a person again. This was me. And mom and dad. And my big brother Alex. And Jack. And this was the day that I learned that sandals get their name from sand. That jellyfish aren't made of jelly. That stars don't just come from the sky. That the ocean is bigger than all of us. This is the day we all got to forget that I was sick. And it changed everything. This was my wish. In Stacking Up, Joe Cusick of Money Block joins me now, and he's watching some stocks that could be in for some major moves. Joe, good to have you here. Thanks, Angie. So let's start with Chipotle. This mm -hmm. is a stock that's already been a big mover because of the E. coli situation. Correct. But you say some more violent moves could be ahead. Yeah, and at this time of year, you don't have any of those events like earnings that we would typically look out and say, that well, that's going to give me some idea that we could have some potential movement. So what do you look at? You look at what we look at in the options world and what I look at specifically, which is implied volatility. Mm -hmm. That just gives us a forecast of potential violent moves. And right now, I've seen that implied volatility as of today has increased by 63%. That's huge. In Chipotle. Yeah, it is big. And you know what? This is a high-flying stock. This is a stock, as you noted, has had a lot of different volatile events that have occurred. But this stock is a $557 stock. Over the next four weeks, investment managers, mutual funds, and so forth, and traders in general, are gonna make decisions about whether or not they wanna keep it in their portfolio. Now, in the tech sector, Joe's watching Altera. Mm -hmm. What do you see in this one? You know, Altera, again, one of those high flyers. And you know, Angie, this time of year, we see three different animals running around on the floor. We see the bull, the bear, not the turkey, because I know you <laughs> want me to say that. The turkey's who's not invested in this market, but it's the pig. Those are people who, Gorge Could, exactly <laughs> and you know what this is the time of year where the pigs get a little greedy okay. and if you see that greed start to pick up and we could be seeing that in Altira and so why I was even thinking that was when I looked this morning I saw the historic volatility was right around 5% that's telling you what has been happening so whatever the activity is in the in the stock in, in mm -hmm. Altera right now, the market's happy with. They don't see anything on the forefront in the near term, the next 50 days, it's really going to move the stock violently. Except, I looked at implied volatility then after that, and implied volatility is actually telling me, yes, there could be a move. There's a five times difference between implied volatility and historic. That's an indicator to me that we could see some movement in Altera. So for those of you that are positioned in it, you need to have a heads up there. There's something going on here. And as Warren Buffett has always said, you got to be fearful when, you know, traders and investors are getting greedy. That's when 
you really got to be on your toes. Joe, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank Happy you. holidays. Happy holidays to you too. Before we take off for today, a quick reminder, you can find us on Facebook at Business First AM and on YouTube at Business First with Angela Miles. Take a moment and let us know what you think about our show. And as always, we appreciate when you subscribe, like, and share our show with your friends. Coming up tomorrow, it's a special edition of Business First AM. The market will be closed. From all of us here, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>